KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. Today is Friday, Erev Shabbat Kodesh, Matot Masei, Chavzayim Tamuz. And this is the Erev Shabbat program on KMTT. And this is Ezra Beck. Today we read, uh, tomorrow we read two parashiyot, Matot and Masei. I want to start with the second parasha, Parashat Masei which of course begins with a list of the stations, of the way stations of the Jews, Elu Mas'ei B'nei Yisrael, Vayachanu, the Tachanot, the camping, the way stations of the Jews when they left Mitzrayim on the way to Eretz Yisrael. The first two psukim are, Ele Mas'ei B'nei Yisrael asher yatsu mi'eretz Mitzrayim l'tzivotam biyad Moshe v'yaron. These are the journeys of the Jews who left the land of Egypt in their hosts with the hand in the hand of Moshe v'Aaron. Second pasuk, Vayichtov Moshe et motzayhem lemaaseihem alpi Hashem ve'ele maaseihem lemotzayhem. And Moshe wrote it down, their exits and travels according to God, According to God's word, and these are their travels, the motz ahem from where they came. So the two psukim say the same thing. The two psukim say these are the journeys of Bnei Israel, and these are the, and Moshe wrote these are the journeys of Bnei Israel, and these are the journeys. There's one very noticeable difference between the two psukim, and the explanation that I'd like to cite was given by Rav Itzlami Velazhin, Rosh Hashiva Velazhin of Chaim Velazhin, his son. It's so noticeable. It's 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 a it's a deliberate contrast. The first pasuk says, "These are the journeys of Bnei Yisrael." Biyad Moshe v'Yaron. Second pasuk says, "Moshe wrote down the journeys of Bnei Yisrael al pi Hashem." The first one is by the hand of Moshe v'Aron. The second one is according to the mouth, to the word of God. So what's the difference? So Vitzel explained. <coughs> Vitzel explained that when the Jews were traveling, Moshe the leader, the king, Aaron, they naturally and properly kept a record. You're talking about a, an army, an encampment, wandering in the desert for 40 years. So uh, somebody has a logbook. Moshe Rabbeinu is not a historian. He's not having done everything, but a basic logbook, that, that's part of the job. And the first pasuk describes that. Doesn't mean that they left Mitzrayim with the hand of Moshe v'Yaron. It's not Moshe's hand which took them out of Mitzrayim. Pasuk says, Yad Hashem. What took them out of Mitzrayim was of course God. But these journeys, there's a word missing, Biyad Moshe v'Yaron, were written down by Moshe v'Yaron. These are the journeys of Bnei Yisrael who left Mitzrayim as recorded by Moshe v'Yaron, Biyad Moshe v'Yaron. In other words, the journeys of Bnei Yisrael is a private journal, logbook, of Moshe and Aaron who wrote it down. So you'll say, really? And, and that document was incorporated into the Torah? Second Pasuk says, no. V'yichtov Moshe et motzeihem lemaaseihem al pi Hashem. V'ele maaseihem lemotzeihem. There's a second list. Moshe Rabbeinu then wrote 
the travels of the Jews, al pi Hashem, as dictated by God. In point of fact, the two psukim say the lists are identical. The list that is about to appear, by Yisum Meiram says, etc., is Eilem Masei Pasuk Aleph, and it's Eilem Ahem, the Motzeihem Pasuk Bet. The two are identical. But nonetheless, and specifically because of that, the Pasuk has to tell you that the Torah is not, does not consist of documents taken out of Moshe Rabbeinu's pocket. Even where the Torah wishes to give us a list of the journeys, the travels, a travel log of B'nai Yisrael in the desert, and that list already exists, it's not Torah. It becomes Torah when God tells Moshe Rabbeinu to write these words, Al-Pi Hashem, all the way through the each and every station, Al-Pi Hashem, the same list. The list was found in the hands of Moshe Yavon because they had written it, but then Moshe wrote it again because he had to write it to be Torah and not to be ancient history. To which, since we already quoted these psukim, let me add something I heard once, a beautiful explanation to the obvious question in the second pasuk, which reverses toch de dibur, within a single breath, reverses the order of two words. Vayichtov Moshe et motza'ehem lemas'ehem. Moshe Rabbeinu wrote their motza'im to their masa'im. Ve'ele mas'ehem lemotza'ehem. One time it says motza'ehem lemas'ehem, and one time it says masa'ehem lemotza'ehem. What is the difference? So I heard a beautiful explanation once in the name of Ravon Beresh Parm, who was one of the Talmidim of the Magadim uh, Duvnov. The Dubdamagid, famous Dubdamagid. And he said the word Motza means where you come from. It's your origin. Motza Ahem is the points of exit. Masahem is their travels. Now the normal, if I'm recording this, the normal order of course is Motza Ahem the Masahem. Which, where you left and to where you're going. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu wrote down. Which in fact is what the Pasuk says, Vayisu Meiram says, Vayavo, etc. Vayisu Mikan, Vayavo Lekan. So therefore Moshe Rabbeinu wrote, Motza'ayhem, where they left, what was the point of origin? Lemasa'ayhem, the point of, uh, goal. From the point of origin, to the point to which they're headed. And then the Pasuk says, The Pasuk says, despite the fact that this is the right way to write it, where you're coming from and where you're going, but the truth is that in this case, it's really different. Because it's not correct that the Jews are leaving Egypt and going to Eretz Israel. Although that's what it appears to be. The Jews are leaving Egypt and going to Eretz Israel. That's, it's, it's, it's a misleading description. Because the Jews aren't leaving Egypt to go to Eretz Israel, They're going back to Eretz Israel. The genuine point of departure, Hamotza, a better word, the point of origin, is Eretz Israel. So even as the Jews go from Egypt to Eretz Israel, the point of origin is not Egypt. The point of origin is 
Eretz Yisrael. Ve'ele mas'ehem limotza'ehem. Backwards order. This is their travels to their origin. So to speak, they're going home. If you're going home, then we wouldn't say you left A to go to B. We'd say you're going home to B after you left A. So therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu writes what appears to be true. Motza'ayhem lemasayhem. And the Pasuk testifies to the eternal truth of Jewish travels. All Jewish travels, you're not going from point A to point B. You're traveling around to go back to the ultimate point of origin, which in this case, and in all cases, is in fact Eretz Yisrael, the point of origin and the point of destiny for for Jewish wandering. Okay, now I turn over the microphone to Harav Binyamin Taboi. We have an unusual yard site this week. Well, it's different than our usual assortment of Achorim and Rishonim. Today's yard site is the ultimate, the first yard site written down, whose date is recorded in Jewish history, in fact the only one recorded in the Tanakh, the upcoming Yotzite of Aaron HaKohen, Aaron ben Amram, Kohen HaGadol, uh, 3,000 years ago. Harav Tavari. This week, Rosh Chodesh Av is the yard site of Aaron HaKohen. Aaron's history, of course, is mostly told in Chumash, but we'll try to analyze the character of Aaron based on what we see in Chumash, as well as what Chazal elaborated in Midrashim. The first time that we meet Aaron is actually in the conversation that a Kaddish Baruch Hu had with Moshe Rabbeinu at the bush, at the Sneh. When Moshe reluctantly argued with a Kaddish Baruch Hu and did not want to accept the position of being the leader of B'nai Israel, he pleaded, Shlach Nabiyatishlach, send with someone else. Moshe did not delineate who he felt the leader should be. But nevertheless, Chazal identified that with Aaron HaKohen, who is Moshe's older brother. And perhaps as a feeling of respect, or perhaps Moshe was leery that there might be a type of sibling rivalry, that he would be chosen to be the leader over his older brother. The Answer of HaKadosh Baruch Hu at one point is, well, Moshe, you say, you say it's difficult for you to speak, but you have a brother named Aaron Hako, Aaron. I know, I know that he has no speech impediment. He has no problem speaking. But then the Torah adds, he is going out to greet you, the Racha v'samach Balipa. When he sees you, when he will see you, he will be truly happy. 
not just an external manifestation of happiness, but inwardly, v'samach belibo, in his heart he will be he will rejoice. This is to be interpreted that even though Aharon understood that in a sense he would play second fiddle to Moshe, nevertheless he was happy with his position and happy that Moshe became the Manig Yisrael. Interesting that Medrash says that sometimes we don't know the impact of our actions upon history. Aaron was truly happy without an external manifestation of happiness, nevertheless, he exhibited internally great happiness. The Medrash says, had Aaron known that this would be written if Aaron would have known that forever this would have been on parchment throughout history, embedded in stone for the entire universe, he would have gone he would have played musical instruments and gone dancing. Aaron was that happy that he saw Moshe that he really rejoiced. And then when they indeed indeed met, it says in Chumash, Vayelech Vayifkesheyu Bahara Elokim Vayishaklo. When Aaron met Moshe Vayishaklo, there was a kiss. The brothers kissed each other. The Medrish there comments that kiss was not just a biological concept that Moshe kissed Aaron, Aaron kissed Moshe. But they say, based on the Pasuk, Chesed ve'emes nivgashu, Tzedek v'shalom nivgashu. The concept of Chesed, loving kindness, and Emes, absolute truth, met. Tzedek v'shalom, justice and peace, nivgashu. Kissed each other. Moshe is the symbol of Emes. Moshe, Emes, Visaraso Emes. Emes is absolute. It does not deviate at all. Chesed, the concept of loving kindness, is the concept of Aaron HaKohen. Tumecha veurecha leish chasidecha. The Pasuk in Vezos HaBracha says, Tumecha veurecha, those special priestly garments, go to the Ish Chasid, to that person who is a Chasid, from the word Chesed, from loving kindness. Aaron was the person of Shalom, as it says, B'Shalom of Amishar Halachiti. Referring to the Kohanim, it says they walked with me in peace and in honesty. Moshe is the concept of tzedek ve'emes. Moshe is the epitome of a, being a judge. Sitting in Bezdin, where absolute truth, emes, was his motto. Whereas Aaron's motto was chesed and shalom. The Mishnah in Pirkei Yavah says, that Aaron was Ohev Shalom, the Rodev Shalom. 
The Mishnah there says it would be a good advice for everybody. Have a Try to be one of the disciples of Aaron who was Oev Shalom Varodiv Shalom. The commentators there quote two types of characteristics of Aaron. One, when he saw someone who was not following the proper path in his midos, in his characteristics, in his traits, in his personality. So some people would have rebuked him. Some people would have ignored him. Aaron set out to be his friend. Aaron went over and made a tremendous overture to create a friendship, a bond between him and this person who, to put it politely, lo halach b'derech tova, did not go on the right path. And that person very often would say, Aaron apparently doesn't know who I really am. He would never have become so friendly with me had he known my true personality. Very often that person then decided he must live up to the idea, to the concept that Aaron thinks of him. If Aaron thinks so highly of him, it would only be appropriate for him to behave in such a fashion that Aaron could be his friend. Therefore, the Pasuk says, the Rabbim Heshiv Me'avon, referring again to the Kwanim, many people were brought back from sin, not by a heavy-handed method of approach, of reproach, but rather by friendship, by exuding a sense of love compassion, and understanding for other people. Of course, we know the other Medrash, which perhaps is more famous, that Aaron, as an Oev Shalom, Verodev Shalom, used to try to make peace between any people who argued. And as is unfortunately the case, in many cases of Shalom bias, when there is no tranquility, no peace in the home itself, Aaron used to try to intervene. And how would he do that? According to the famous Medrash, if two people did not get along, Aaron would approach one of them and say to him, Chaim, I know you have a fight with Reuven, but do you know that when I spoke to Reuven, he was crying his eyes out? He was so unhappy. He was so upset. How could it possibly be that you and he don't get along well? He's trying so hard to figure out a way how to get closer to you. And then Aaron would go to the other one, repeat the same story. Of course, at first it was completely fabricated. But then when he told both people how much their friend loved them and wanted to become more friendly and wanted to overlook the past history between them, they made up as friends. It's interesting to note that Aaron is the one person that we know in Tanakh, in Jewish history, in a sense, is known, is famous 
for being a liar. Moshe is an Isha Emes. Aaron is a person who knew when it was possible to tell a lie in order to create shalom between people. When it says in the Chumash, as we learned, that Moshe said, I'm kvad peu kvad lashon, I find it difficult to speak. So the general interpretation, and what we learned as children, is that Moshe had a, spe- a speech impediment. In fact, the morale is a discussion to try to explain why indeed Moshe had a speech impediment. For our purposes now, we could suggest that Kvad Peu Kvad Lashon Anochi doesn't necessarily mean that he had a speech impediment. It meant that he found speech difficult. He found it difficult to deviate from the truth at all. Moshe as an Isha MS had to speak the absolute truth. That is not always the best policy. Yes, generally, of course, honesty and truth is the best policy. But for the purposes of Shalom Bayis, for the purposes of Shalom, one is permitted to deviate from the truth. Of course, this is the famous machlokas between Beishama and Basileel that we can't go into now. That Beishama says, when you go to a wedding, you describe the kala kemoshehi, as she is. And Basileel says, kala ketzad meraktim kala Kala Nova Chasuda, you say about every single Kala, how lovely she is. And Beis Shammai remonstrated with Beis Hillel, how could it possibly be? You're going to tell me that if a girl has a problem A, problem B, or problem C, or perhaps altogether, you should go tell them, what, describe her as she is? And they, uh, Beis Shammai said, how could you deviate from the truth? Beis Hillel said, how could you Possibly say bad things. How can you hurt someone's feelings? So we know that this issue has been an issue in Jewish history. Aaron reflected the idea that same Aaron who went into the Kodesh Hakadoshim, about whom it says Melamed Shloshina Vayas Kena Aaron Melamed Shloshina. Aaron did exactly what he was told to do. He did the avoda with perfect equanimity, exactly as he was told to do. And nevertheless, Loshina he did not change, but in this he did change. In speech, he changed. He deviated from the truth in order to create shalom. And therefore, the end of the life of Aaron Cohen has one word in it different than the end of the life of Moshe Rabbeinu, which is striking in determining the character and understanding who Aaron Cohen was. In Parshas Chukas, where the Torah related the story of the Petira of Aaron, it says, Vayifku es Aaron shloshim yom kol beis Yisrael. They cried for Aaron for 30 days. Kol beis Yisrael. The entire Jewish nation. When Moshe dies, in the end of the Torah, it also says they cried. But it left out that little word, kol beis Yisrael. Not everyone cried. By Aaron, everyone cried. But Moshe, not everyone cried. Moshe, being the personality of Emes, the personality of Torah, was not necessarily made for each individual person. Daber, Yedaber, was not his function. He found it difficult to talk to people. He found it difficult to try to go to instill, instill peace in family situations where possibly 
he would have to deviate from his idea of MS. But Aaron, everyone loved Aaron. Rashi points out, Kol Beis Yisrael means men and women. Men and women, perhaps, are not a question only of biology, but men represent those that learn Torah. Those are the people that could understand Moshe. The concept of women, the concept of the people who do not learn Torah, people who are not necessarily the uh, people who avoided dishonesty, avoided enmity between friends, may be considered here the women. They also loved Aaron. Everyone loved Aaron. Because Aaron is the symbol of Ohev Shalom, the Rodev Shalom. And therefore we are admonished, it's good for us to be the, the students of Aaron, to accept that concept of peace, of Shalom, as being a central factor in our association with other people and try to encourage other people to make friends with everyone else. You've been listening to Rabbi Yamin Tavoid on the Yod site, this week's Yod site, the God of the Week, Aaron HaKohen, Rodev Shalom, Rohev Shalom. And before we leave, a little bit of Musa I saw in this week's Pasha, going back to the first of the two Pashiot, to Pashat eh, Matot. In Matot, there is a war. A war against Midian. An initiated war. Initiated by the Jews, not in order to capture the land. It's not Eretz Israel, But it's a war of attribution, of punishment. Against Midian, as the Pasuk says, Nikom, Nikmat. It's a war of vengeance. The vengeance of God against the Midianites who were responsible for the sin described uh, in the end of Parshat uh, Balak. The Benot Moav, the sin of Shittim. And when the war was over and it was successful, they came back, they had taken uh, spoils of war. The spoils of war included women of Midian. Moshe Rabbeinu got angry at the officers, the commanding officers of the thousands and of the hundreds who had come back and said to them, why did you spare the women? They were the whole reason for the war. They were responsible for the sins. And you were commanded, you were commanded to kill everyone, including the women, and as I'm pointing out now, especially the women. The Gemara comments in Psachim Daf Samach Baba Mudbet. Kol Adam Shekoes Im Hacham Hu Chochmatom Mistaleket Mimenu. A man who is angry, who loses his temper. If he is wise, his wisdom goes away. The Gemara says, and if he's a Navi, if he's a prophet, his prophecy goes away. From where do we know this? Mi Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu. Dichtiv. Vayiktsof al pekudei achayil. It says in this pasuk, Moshe Rabbeinu was angry at the commanding officers. And afterwards, the next pasuk says, a few pasukim later, it says, Vayomer elazar hakohen elanshei atzava beim lemilchama zot chukat haTorah sheetzibah shemet Moshe. They afterwards, they are taught the laws of Giulei Akum of how to kasher the um, utensils, the cooking utensils, which they had brought back as part of the spoils of the war. And they were told how they have to do what we call kashering. As well as tefillah to tefillat kelim, immersion and 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 boiling, and these laws were taught to them by Elazar Cohen. Even though 
the laws were given by Hashem to Moshe, as explicitly it says. Elazar says, Zot chukat Torah asher tziva Hashem et Moshe. This we learn in Moshe Rabbeinu, at that moment, the laws were, uh, had disappeared. They were hidden from him. He lost it. From this we learn that, Kol ha-ko'es im chacham hu, hochmato mistalek mimenu. This we learn anyone who loses his temper. If he is wise, his wisdom goes away. So the question is asked, but, but, but Moshe Rabbeinu was right to get angry. This was justified. This was Moshe Rabbeinu getting angry over some small, irritating thing. He was right. And, and he spoke to them exactly with the point. He didn't, he didn't call them bad names. He didn't do anything wrong. He just, he said, he got angry and said to them, why did you do this? And he explained to them why they shouldn't have done it. So why is he being punished? So Chaim Shmulevitz, Shiv of Mir, said, I, I, when he asked the question correctly, I think the answer is almost, almost obvious. He made the point that it's not a punishment. If you're angry, you're not wise. Shlomo Melech, the wisest of all men, said, Anger resides in the in the bosom of the fool. Anger and wisdom are contradictory. When you're angry, you cannot think. Asher Benu, he was right. He was a tzaddik. It was the right thing to do. Maybe it was in a mitzvah. The Ramam says that in certain conditions, if that's what's called for to get people to pay attention, then anger is the correct reaction. It's a useful tool in teaching people how to how to act. It doesn't make a difference though, Rav Chaim said. If you anger, if you have anger, or as we say in English, a very, very apt uh, expression, if you lose your temper, you've lost it. And when you're angry, you're not able, physically, mentally, psychologically, to think. And this we learned from Moshe Rabbeinu, who was correct to be angry, and nonetheless, alim minei dvar Torah. As soon as he lost his temper, he couldn't continue cold, cool, intellectually to teach Torah. He, he couldn't do it. it was impossible. He couldn't remember the halachot. He was too disturbed. Lishvach. It was, it, it, that, that shows how seriously, how upset he was by what had happened, which is a good reaction, but he couldn't teach Torah. This comes to teach us, not always is it so justified, but in any event you should know that if you lose, if you lose it, if you lose your temper, call anyone who is angry as im chachamu, if he was wise before, chokhmatom mistaleket mimenu. That's five minutes of Musa derived from this week's Pasha. And with that, I want to wish you all a Shabbat Shalom. Finish another week of KMTT. And next week will be the last week of uh, KMTT for this season. We will be taking what is to us a much-deserved vacation, holiday. When Yeshiva takes its holiday, Chofesh of 
Chodesh Av. So came to Titex. It's vacation, it's vacation as well. Uh, I'm sure you have some shoe which you haven't heard yet. And we'll be back, of course, as soon as Chodesh Elul in one more month. This coming week there will still be Shiurim. It'll be the last week of this Zman Kayetz, the summer session of KMTT. And until then, Shabbat Shalom, Vachol Tov. This has been Ezra Beck and you've been listening to KMTT, the Torah podcast. Broadcasting from Yeshivat HaRetzion in Gush Etzion, in Eretz Yisrael, Kimitzion, Tetzay Torah, Udvar Hashem, Mirushalayim, Koltov.